What's up, beautiful people? This is the 44 Lifestyle Podcast, and I am host Jamal Bogle. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. This is episode 14. What the doula? It all starts with the concept. The 44 Lifestyle aims to help black people see these concepts come to fruition through the sharing of information, knowledge, and professional resources. We will support the communities for progress in building wealth, nutrition, exercise, and educational services. The resources we share are cross-generational to continue to build long-lasting health and wealth for the black community. Yes, sir. TMC, you dig? Uh, 44 Tutoring Services. Man, I'm excited to, to announce that and I'm saying it, but yes, it will begin in October. More details to come throughout this month. So make sure that you're staying tuned to our Instagram page at the 44 Lifestyle and our website at the44lifestyle.com for more information. Yeah, definitely excited to launch it. Uh, it's a win for everybody involved. Parents receive quality tutoring services for their child or children from veteran educators at affordable rates. I mean, $15 an hour, like you, you're not going to find that quality at that price anywhere else, man. That's a fact. So definitely, definitely. And the best part about it is that it's intentionally for us, black children being tutored by black educators. It's the FUBU concept placed into tutoring. So yeah, stay tuned for that, especially if you're a parent or have some cousins, nieces, and nephews uh, that can benefit from our tutoring services. So follow us on Instagram at The44Lifestyle or our website, The44Lifestyle.com. And be sure to subscribe to The 44 Newsletter for updates. Cool, cool. Oh, man, shifting gears. Um, on a serious note, 2020 has been challenging, uh, man, mentally, physically, and emotionally. It's been tough for real. Uh, so please, please make sure that you're taking time for yourself to nourish your mind and your body. Uh, mental and physical wellness in our community is critical for our longevity. And although life can be fragile and unpredictable, uh, there are precautions that you can take, uh, such as proper nutrition and exercise, regular checkups, early screenings for things like colon and breast cancer, knowing your family's health history, Obtaining a mental health therapist or counselor, like those are just some of the precautions that you should take. But overall, I just encourage you to love yourself more, to do things that are good for your soul, to enjoy moments with families and friends, and to tell your loved ones that you love them and tell them often. Have an appreciation and respect for life. And the biggest is to uplift and encourage our community of black people in this country. Um, man, there's just so much out there against us, man. We, we gotta show love for ourselves and build up our community especially yourself and your family. So for real, um, say I love you to those that you that you say it to, that you mean it to, and say it often. Um, I say it at the end of this because I love us. Um, so nothing but positive vibes coming from this way. So man, love y'all. And uh, yeah, man, let's, let's, um, that's, that's the part of healing uh, of ourselves that I've talked about before. So make sure that we heal, that you heal, that you take time for yourself and your family and our community at large. Okay. Uh, diving into some doula talk. Uh, yeah, so if uh, you have no idea uh, what a doula is or you heard of one but you're unsure, you are definitely in the right space to find out more about it. Um, a doula, in short, is like a birthing coach. Uh, and my sis, Kayla, who joins me on this episode, she's about to drop some major gems for you and enlighten you more on the services and the benefits of that a doula brings. Um, aside from the physical and mental and emotional benefits that a doula can offer, I think the biggest gem that she dropped 
for me uh, in this episode wasn't just that, um, that that a doula isn't just for the mom or the birthing parent, right? That this is for us men and a non-birthing parent as well. Like I would have benefited tremendously from 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 a doula. Like I, I think about how in, I think about how insignificant I felt at times because I really had no idea like what questions to ask, uh, what services or accommodations that I could advocate for that could be provided, um, what I could do during the delivery and after the delivery. Just thinking about I had I had no clue. Like especially the first go around, um, I got better over time, but still there were gaps that I had in moments that I definitely felt insignificant. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to lock into this episode, whether you are the mom, the birthing parent or the dad or the non-birthing parent, this is for everybody. Um, for the family too, um, she gets into it telling a story, um, a mom and how, how children, um, also helped her in this process. It's just a win, a win for everybody. Getting a doula services during your pregnancy and after your pregnancy is, is a big win. Uh, for everybody. Um, so make sure that you uh, lock into this episode and pick up those gems. Um, in my opinion, it's definitely essential for us to have a black doula and a black midwife. Um, I prefer at-home births, but you know, I'm a man telling that it's, it's hey, it's not my choice, uh, but I do, I do support it um, if that's the move. I think that it's incredibly important for us to have that. Um, I don't know if you've seen my post uh, on the CNN article that was, it was a repost from the CNN article stating that successful delivery rates are decreased. Um, the successful delivery rates for black babies are decreased when non-black doctors deliver, um, our children. Like, um, so yeah, we, we not only do, yes, we do need more black doctors, um, but we definitely need, uh, to secure, uh, black doula and midwife services. Um, and there's plenty of them out there. We just have to know where to look. So without further ado, Let's dive in and listen up. Here we go. That's that's falling a lot when you when you walk in purpose. I, I I'm Absolutely. so much loving it. That's dope. Yeah, now now you have this uh this back to school rush. You and you have to deal with that. <laughs> like I told you when I met you that that year was my last Facts. year. And okay. I, I'm told everybody, man, the, the the Lord shut the world down for me. He said, Kayla, you ain't going back to the classroom. Nope. You about to be this. a super. <laughs> like and I just I'm so grateful that I finally stopped being hard-headed and I listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up though. That's what's up. Uh yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Uh let them know who you are, what you do. Hey everybody, my name is Kayla Matthews. I'm the owner of What the Doula. It's a Memphis-based um, doula company. I provide birth and postpartum and lactation services to all families that are interested in just advocating for themselves, experiencing the birth that they deserve. Um, and I've been doing this around three years unofficially, officially. I've been a, like a trained and certified doula for the last year. Got my certification through National Black Doulas Association. Shout Dope. out to the home team. Dope. Uh, and I've just been learning and growing ever since. Oh, I'm also a uh, community doula through Birth Strides, which is our local community doula program here in Memphis, Tennessee. We okay. provide free uh, birth and postpartum services to mothers of color, like specifically black women, uh, in, certain, in certain zip codes across the, the city. That's dope. Big things. Big thing. What's what's lactation services? What, what's that? Lactation <laughs> services. So it's all things breastfeeding support. Okay. okay. Um, and I, you know, I help with bottle feeding, okay. I feeding as as parents need, but typically just helping people navigate all things breastfeeding. No, that's yeah. I, man, I that, feel- that's my insurance billable thing. Like you okay, can get okay. <laughs> yeah. 
that's why I knew I had to get you on here because it's like, yo, like I can say these things like as a man, but it's like, man, I can't tell no woman like what to do or how to handle her pregnancy. It was like, yo, I need to holler at sis. Right. Um, yeah, I was telling my home, I'm like, yo, I'm so excited about this podcast interview specifically because it's a man and it's a dad. So mm-hmm. I feel like you're like the two perspectives are about to play out through this. I'm excited to just experience it. Bye, baby. For sure. For sure. As you were talking before we even started recording, like, um, like, yeah, like, well, I guess first explain people what a doula is in case they don't know what a doula is. So a doula is a constant, give me one second. Come here, oh, mom. I know, mom, like, <laughs> never sorry, but I always tell people, you're going to hear my kids. <laughs> right. don't uh, but so a doula is a continuous emotional, social, and educational support for families that are interested in maximizing or capitalizing on the experience of birth and their postpartum journey. I um, you know, I typically come in around 20 weeks of pregnancy and just help parents navigate the choices that they're coming into parenthood with. So things that may have come from their families, things that may come from their experiences, and then we piece it all together with evidence-based research. I never make decisions for parents, but I support them and help them advocate and navigate certain situations. Uh, typical confusion is like, I deliver babies. <laughs> okay. I deliver babies. I help assist uh, with getting right. babies here in a happy, safe, healthy way. But um, I, you know, I tell people it, 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 if you're looking for someone to deliver your baby and it's not in a hospital, you need a midwife. That's okay. Uh, yes, the difference between midwife and a doula. Baby in a hospital, it's an OBGYN. Got it. So those are the differences between like the doula and the midwife. Yep, yep, yep. Nice like you, like you want, like you need a doula, but you really yeah. won't. You need a midwife <laughs> if you're gonna be at your house and avoiding the hospital. Okay, yeah, because that's what I was gonna say too. Like, um, what do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pro like home doula midwife that way rather than like hospital their people and like yeah like what are your thoughts on that so my thoughts on it are we definitely need to get to a point where there are more people that are pro it and actionable about doing it but i understand that there's this reality the 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 misconception about birth in and of itself is 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 our reality so we think that we can't handle it we think that it's a medical emergency to you know when we go in labor it's a medical emergency and those are really the only reasons you should be at a hospital when it's a medical emergency the average woman has a low-risk pregnancy meaning you know there will be minimal to no birth complications that they are foreseeing and so the average woman is like okay to see a midwife so and so okay midwives deal with low-risk pregnancies right OBGYNs should be saved to deal with the more higher risk pregnancies ones where we foresee a cesarean needing to happen mm-hmm. because like they're licensed to cut right. um but i you know we, we don't know all the things that are going on with our bodies i was telling one of my clients earlier today she was saying we got to the hospital we were one centimeter dilated stuff is coming out of me and they sent me home and I'm mad they sent me home. And I'm like, no, that's a good thing. She's like, what you mean? And I'm like, you would have been there for two days, not able to eat and just restricted to the bed. You would have got stressed out. Machine would have magically told you your baby heart rate was dropping. We need to cut you open. And I'm like, versus like somebody was looking out for you, whether you know it, but she needed me to make it make sense to her. Like, this is the part you can handle on your own. You don't need to see the doctor until you can anymore. Mm -hmm. And there's just, 
there's this lack of confidence in people um, and specifically black people in just like our role in yeah. the marketing experience. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so like, I, I think that that's the thing. I, I would like to see more people doing home birth. I'm done. And if I have another one, yeah. it's going to be in my house. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you sure you're done? I don't know. I'm done, big dog. I'm done. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing to say done, but I'm done. <laughs> Yo. So I guess a doula is almost like a, a coach and just a, somebody that's knowledgeable and just help you through it. In my elevator speech to people when they ask me what I do, so I gave you my long one, but I tell people mm-hmm. like, I'm a birth and labor coach. Like mm-hmm. I am at your service, mm-hmm. a corny joke, <laughs> I'm at <laughs> your service. Like, no, I'm just, that's, I'm, that's, I'm, You gotta get a shirt like that or some, some on your I saw it, some doula group I'm in. I just thought it was so corny and cute. Right. Yeah, just like, it's a friend that's, you know, gonna coach you through and it just has the knowledge around birth and postpartum to fill in the gaps for you. Whether you're new mother or experienced, I think is beneficial. Yes, I've had clients that have been first time parents. I've had a client that was on their eighth kid. And I mean, it just, it you should experience something different every pregnancy, every delivery. And I help people unpack that, like unpack what that looks like. Um, don't you put that in there. I help people unpack what that looks like. Right. With my earbud and my beard. Man, get it. <laughs> Yo, so like, I, I feel like it's essential to have a doula, especially as like, I, you saw the um, the article to CNN I post, that I tagged you on. I was like, man, like, you hear those things I've heard before, like when they were talking like the differences of women in the hospital and how like, they're treated, uh, black women specifically uh, are treated in the hospitals, whether it's pregnancy or not. I was like, but then, getting into pregnancy like it's, it's even more magnified like man i think having a doula or i believe that having a doula is should be essential especially for us like black women like it's it's we need that we need that whether like you said we're a new mom or an experienced mom um should be yeah mindful. and and i just you know it's, it's more than the moms that need it like the partners the dads yeah. well yes yes for siblings. sure siblings yeah. need it the the village the village needs it I, so my, my work is mainly with the mom or the birthing parent. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of work with the village because oftentimes okay. our village doesn't know what this is. And mm-hmm. in our culture, like when somebody is doing something outside of the norm, you bougie, you weird. Right, you right. Good, yeah, you different. Like you, you want some other stuff. Right. And I come in to like normalize it and mm-hmm. to, bring, to bring them in and make them a part of the conversation because your village should understand. They don't have to agree, but they should right. understand with what it is you're doing. And for a lot of my clients, like I'm this strange person they met on social media mm-hmm. <laughs> and their families are like, you about to let this woman in and see all this stuff and do all this stuff with our baby and da, 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 da. And I let them know like, like, yeah, cause I'm, I'm about to become family. Like, yeah, sit, bro, true. like right. I'm calling you, I'm texting you. I'm gonna be there at your most vulnerable moments, at your high moments, your low moments. And so like, they just, they get comfortable with it. I also help the village navigate saying the things that they feel because I don't wanna discredit what our mothers went through and what our grandmothers went through and what our aunts went through and what our dads went through. Like birthing back then, it was it was some different stuff that they were dealing with. Yeah. Um, and I want to honor the person that is birthing now. Like, and mm-hmm. so they should be able to experience 
hearing someone say something and not become that experience. Like your grandma okay. can look at you weird and say, you want that doula? You don't, you don't get that baby breast milk formula? I gave all my babies formula. You should be able to hear granny and say, no granny, I, I think you made the best decisions for you at the time. Mm. I'm, I'm making, I think you empower me to make, or I know you empower me to make the best decisions for me right now. This is right. the best decision for me. You ain't got to tell granny she wrong and she did right. it because that was right for her. Mm-hmm. to her and she should she shouldn't be made to feel any less about her experience and so i help families navigate that you know right. or set boundaries I, I really really love that and my my second favorite part i just kind of derailed the conversation sorry you good with, with partners uh is reminding them that or alerting them that i don't take your place i actually amplify your place because okay. the birthing parent typically mom like we feel like y'all ain't doing nothing because we, we dealing with all the pain. We dealing right. with all the stress. We're at all the doctor's appointments. And then unfortunately, if you're pregnant right now during COVID-19, you're at the appointments alone. Um, mm. and like your, your partner can't even go? Partner cannot go. Oh, uh, wow. I didn't know that. You get one person back there. Typically, that one person is you. And then Damn. during the delivery in most states, only partner is allowed there. Some of the hospitals in Memphis have changed where they're allowing doulas and the, the partner or the support person. But okay. for sure, for most pregnant women that are still seeing their care providers right now, like if you're seeing a, a traditional OBGYN in an office, it's only you going back for your appointments. And that's been a mental thing for a lot of my, yeah. my clients. But what I've been working with their partners with is, you know, like prepping the dad to ask the questions before she goes to the appointment or be yeah. on time if they're allowed to happen. Be engaged when she comes back, like like you, like you were there and you wanted to know and it just it, it gives them a place again or after birth and del- during birth and delivery I tell dads or partners trying to use the right language tell partners yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like there are going to be some things that I'm going to do that you can't do but there's some stuff you can do big dog that can't nobody do and mm-hmm. one of those is just like send that vibe like yeah. when we go into that moment where fear takes over and it hurts and it's painful all that stuff we've been practicing goes out the window we mm-hmm. need partner there to yeah. advocate to step up to say the things to prove to us i was listening to your wishes mm-hmm. i was listening I, I i care about what happens to you like I, when mama's here daddy being like give us 10 minutes to think about that and come back we'll let you know our decision uh, she, she needs you in her right now she needs to, that, that to get to going and, and labor is good and like you need that think about uh, when you with somebody that you love and they like say something to you, make you feel you get tingles. That, right. That's right. That's a love hormone. Right. That helps labor happen. Easy. Yeah. And so like when you vibe with somebody, it just comes down naturally. That's real. I think back to uh my oldest when uh when Keisha had JJ. Like I didn't I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yo, we definitely needed a doula. Yo, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Like I couldn't like it, those those words, I was just push you got it like that was so basic like the first time I was like bro like I don't think I was any help at all definitely got better more comfortable yeah I think having a duel in that sense of even helping me I, I didn't even think about that going into it like um not just for the the birthing parent but also the village and, and, that, and me as the you know the partner like helping me out you know uh giving me things that I can yeah I didn't even think about that stuff yeah I think that's definitely useful I've had a dad, like, when the, when one of my clients, she was recounting her birth story to me, and she was just, you know, I did this wrong, I did this wrong, I did that wrong. 
he let her get it all out and he said i don't know what birth you was in baby but this is what you did and this is what you did and this is what i saw and this is how you did and she like literally like she just went into she was like i did i did all that he's like yes like you killed it did that thing. It, like, it it restored this confidence in her mm -hmm. that she needed because she felt like she failed all of the things that we talked about and he was like no you did everything i, I saw it like for right. you you didn't see it and so it was cool for him to you know empower her yeah i'm sure that could be challenging too first time moms or just moms in general like getting off to a great start like i did this part right feeling successful at doing that can definitely be uh i got i'm guessing it can help with postpartum i don't know no doctor but two percent <laughs> like so all of uh, anything that you can do to be proactive about what it is you're experiencing you lessen your chances of having or dealing with postpartum depression like right. every parent is going to go through some sort of baby blues that's going to happen let me move to another room <laughs> <laughs> every parent is going to go through some sort of like postpartum blues but that's different than a depression right and right so, right right you know like you you will be less likely to less likely to experience any of those feelings because we are unpacking all of the things that you are experiencing every shift or every visit uh every conversation so i guess what are what are like the financial uh costs of a doula um is that is that something or all your service like you i think you said it before it's like a mix some services are out of pocket some services are insurance like how does that work so one of the fun conversations i get to navigate with people is like the money conversation and how this service is of value mm -hmm. um so doulas are considered non-medical professionals meaning we are not insurance filable boo I know, boo. And I get it because we haven't gone to medical school. We haven't done the work. There may or may not be some people doing some things that they shouldn't do because like, so the doula, doula-ing, like the work, the profession of being a doula is a really unregulated business. Like full okay. transparency. There is not one certifying major organization that says you are qualified. There are several and they are, there are more and more popping up every day. Mm -hmm. um, I, I shouted out the organization that I certified through National Black Doulas. They're the only like black <laughs> certifying organization. The others are, you know, like typically um, the, the, the whiter side of things. Right. No, yeah, that's facts. Yeah, like they're in their great organizations, because I know doulas that have trained through all of them, and like they're not the end all be all. There's, you know, like, there's Jonah, there's Best, there's Childbirth International, there's Kappa, uh, there's National Black, black Doulas, there's. Um, Sister midwives. I mean, there's just like a bunch of them. Like literally, if you Google doula certification, so many certified organizations will come up and they range from $5,000 to $500. So depending on what people are giving you and some people's trainings are three days and some people's trainings are three months. You know, it's just like, right. so I get why it's not insurance filable yet. There is an exception to that though for certain people that have an HSA. Um, there's a code that they, like the doula could do and giving them their invoice or their paperwork. It's okay. totally the client's responsibility, but they could get reimbursed up to 10%, I believe, of what it is they spend on being a doula. But for the average person in most states, can't file us, so you have to pay out of pocket. Services can start anywhere from, uh, if you're doing a birth doula, anywhere from around $500 
uh, all the way up to I've seen two, three, four thousand dollar, you know, birth doula packages. They're all depending on what you get. My particular packages start at five hundred, and the highest is eleven fifty, so about twelve hundred. Okay. Uh, and as it relates to a postpartum doula, that's typically shift work, so it's like hourly. Okay. And I've seen that range from day shifts starting at $20 an hour, night shifts $25, $30 an hour. Um, and so it's just like, you know, it's differences to it. But I, I always encourage people. I tell people, you know, like, you have to pay for something that you want most times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially if you need it. Right. And, and if people are asking you what can they do for you, tell them to contribute to your doula fund. Facts, Put a doula yeah. on your baby registry. Yeah. Every time you're talking to somebody, tell them, you know, like, tell, I, for me personally, I have a like a little spot on my website where people can come and donate to a stranger's doula fund. All they have oh, wow. to do is just click donate and not put a name. And I put that money in like my doula, I call it my just like doula fund. And when clients get to the point where they can't meet the rest of their balance, I'm gonna put that towards it or, you know, meals and things that don't necessarily have to come out. Like I just, I put it towards like blessing people or people could put the person's name and it goes towards their services that they're gonna contract me. Uh, because I know, you know it, it can be a thing and yeah. most yeah. doulas only require a retainer. So to, to book, so for me, there's a 30% retainer of whatever the package is. Mm -hmm. And that's what books me for your date. And then the final balance can be due over the time that we're working, but it's like hard due at two weeks before your estimated due date. Okay. Okay. So how does, how does, how can you spot or how can you identify like, okay, yeah, that's a good doula. That's one that, um, that's, it's, it's the connection, it's the knowledge. Like what are, what are those things that I can say like, okay, this, I know it's important. Like say I'm at that point, I know I want a doula, but I don't know which doula to get. Like, it, like you said, it ranges from skill sets to experience to like all of that. So like, how can I identify like, yo, this is somebody that's not just talking big game, but like can actually help me. Most of us are offering or do offer free consultations, like pre-COVID, most of us offer like this free consultation. And you know, that's just for us to connect, for you to, for you to let me know about you, what services you can expect from me and vice versa. I start off all of my consultations with like an introduction to me, how I got into doula work. I tell them about my experience with the doula because I did use a doula during my birth. Um, and about my experience as a mother, I tell them about my favorite parts about being a doula. And they typically last about 45 minutes. So the remaining 40 minutes is all my clients telling me or potential clients telling me about them, their needs, their wants. I'm typing like their answers in my little document. Uh, and then at the end, I go over, you know, like what it is I offer, what I think would best fit them. And I leave it at no pressure. I tell people, you know, at the end of it, like, hey, talk this over with your partner. Interview a couple of other doulas. I'm going to send you a soft contract, though, because I want the sale. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So if you like it, like, literally shoot it back over and we move from here. But I always encourage them, like, ask some people. Yeah. Uh, before people book me, so, like, when you go on my website, it says, like, let's engage. I send you this email that says, like, here's a little bit more about me. Follow me. Like, check out my social media. Learn about me because you're bringing this person into the most sacred moment that right. you, whomever you made this baby with will experience. So you should vet them. You should yes. trust them. Um, I think another great way of like picking or like nailing down your doulas is word of mouth. Uh, okay. A lot of my clients or potential clients have come from a client or a friend of a client or That's a neighbor real. of a client. Um, and social media can actually link you with a lot of, a major, I'm not even planning to my majority of my clients, I do not know. They found me off of hashtags on social okay. media. 
like clicking black doula in Memphis, Memphis doula, black Memphis doula, and people are like, I found one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Got a good one. Let's they're looking go. for one. Like, yeah. click the hashtag and scroll the hashtag. See how present we are. Mm-hmm. See what we're saying. Mm-hmm. See how we're engaging and responding. And and then the reviews. Uh, look yeah. at the reviews. If you're in a newer stage, like where I am, like in this first year, I don't have a lot of reviews on my website, but I have the three from the people that you know have completed it, and so like you get to see a little bit more about my character. That's dope. That's, dope. Wow. That's a good question. No one has asked me now. Like, how do I know if a duel is a good match? Right. No. Yeah. I think about it because like I, I like I I say it and said like, man, I think that yeah, this whole process like going to the hospital, like you said, unless it's something that's you're, you're anticipating like it to be a high risk, but if it's a low risk, I think it's a whole lot safer. I think it's a whole lot like mentally and physically safer to be at home, uh, to be like, go through like a doula and midwife, have that combination and really work, like you said, as a as a, um, a village, like together, like with the, the, the birthing parent, the, the partner, the family, the doula, the midwife, all together. Like, I think that's that's a lot more, it seems so, like tr- transactional. Like no matter how cool we were with the, um, with the doctor, like I'm thankful that for uh, for my three with with Keisha, like it was the same doctor at each of the uh, pregnancy, but it could be a different doctor there than than you had, or it could be nurses that you have you don't even know. Like just that whole, it's just uncomfortable. And I think like even though I'm not the birthing parents, like that that whole process mentally, like you're nervous already, especially as a first time parent. Me as like the father, I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I'm, just, yeah, I'm about to pass out when I seen all that stuff, extra stuff come out. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm about to be done. Like, I don't, I, I don't prepare man, partners for that because nobody tells that. No, After no, the baby come out, it's some other stuff coming Bruh. in. It, beautiful. it <laughs> ain't beautiful. <laughs> I tell that, like, and I asked him, like, what what would you do if this happens? And they're like, oh, that doesn't happen. I'm like, no, actually it does. So that's why I'm asking, what would you do? I ain't want to scare you, but that happened. Maybe like, <laughs> I should have had somebody tell me like, yo, like there's the, the afterbirth that comes out, bro. Like, man, it's nothing wrong. It's normal. Normal. You may not want to stare at it. <laughs> Cause you, <laughs> yo, I was about to pass out. Like just everything. I was like, my head started getting loud. I was like, yo. I'm like, yo, I'll keep them sorry. Like, I don't want no attention, but man, I'm about to be done. Actually with, um, well, it wasn't during the pregnancy with Aaliyah, though. I did. I, yo, I had, I passed out. <laughs> I was just, all bad, man. Like, even after the third one, I was like, yo, still, it's, yeah, having, I think having it at home um, it, with the doula with midwife, I think is, man, it's, it's, it's essential. I think it's better. It's a better vibe. So. And so while we were on the, like, how do you know something's a good fit, something I tell all my clients, and now I definitely want to get this across on the podcast, is the same way you determine if a doula is a good fit, that's the same energy you need to be putting into whomever your care provider is, whether it's an OB or a midwife. I mean, we typically go with the person that's been doing our gynecology checkups because right. you're comfortable with them. And if when they're ch- changing you over to be their their obstetrician-like client and you don't feel that, go to somebody else, yeah. or, mm. or like who, who, whatever you call yourself, like go <laughs> to somebody else because right. you're paying them. And right. It's not like it's it's not personal. They'll drop you as a client real quick if you uh miss two appointments within <laughs> a 15 minute window and they're gonna charge you. So try some different people out. And another thing I wanna get across on the podcast is you know, when you find out you're pregnant, literally go to your insurance website and like look for midwives. Okay. For them. You can find they are they are doctors. They are billable on insurance. Okay. Look 
for them on your insurance. I mean, people think that they're this unicorn you can't get. Sometimes a certain midwife might not be on your insurance and you may have to pay her out of pocket and they have plans just like doulas have plans. Um, you know, so like ask the question, but don't just assume you have to go that way because it's it's been that way. Right, right. Man, it was a question I think I forgot. I was about to say. <laughs> but, um, man, what was it? I'm gonna be stuck now until I think about it. We were talking about, <laughs> you said you passed down, it was transactional. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted no parts of that. Oh, no, but home. We were talking about home, so you thought it was like essential. Uh, home and yeah, company. so like, so you can, uh, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Teamwork, make the dream work. Co-teaching, that's my co-teaching. <laughs> but I think too, like, um, I think you, your role as a doula, like, let's say a parent maybe would feel more, or the birthing parent in the village may feel more comfortable going into the hospital, uh, but you can still help with like what to ask, what to advocate for yourself for, like those things yeah. I think are still critical, like, yeah. People think a doula is only needed if you want a natural birth, only needed right. if you want to be at home. And no, a doula is just needed because you need one. Like if you're uh, if you're experiencing pregnancy, you need a doula and get a doula because like, yeah. there's too many of us out here. Uh, <laughs> like so, get one. Uh, and get, if you're I, I, literally in my prenatal consultation or from my prenatal visits that I have with my clients. We, there's a slide called hospital policy and procedure because a lot of my clients are delivering in hospitals. And I, because I deal with other women and I'm dealing with nurses in the hospitals all the time, I'm abreast of the policy changes and the procedures a lot of times in a way that they're not. And so I provide more insight. And so that's a benefit to having a doula if you're doing a hospital birth. We know it a little better than you do. Like I was able to, for a client I was telling you about before we press record, like I was able to call a nurse that I knew personally and say, hey, I need you to lay eyes on her. I need you to let me know how my baby is doing and that's a benefit to me like have, and it's so funny i didn't even meet her in the hospital i met her at a home birth she's oh, just wow. a real she a nurse that's at a hospital that's dope so it was just like a dual street mm -hmm. yeah and, and so that's one thing uh another reason or another disconnect that people have about doulas and the type of birth you want to have is it, it has to be an all-natural birth you just have to want to have a baby and be having yeah. a baby and technically, there are different types of doulas. So the word doula just means helper. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Helper. Uh, there are fertility doulas. There are sex doulas. There are um, miscarriage doulas. I did not notice. Different doulas, man. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, like folk really help you, coach you through all of these areas of life you want to be emotionally, socially, physically, and educationally supported in because that's what a doula is. We do those four things very well. Um, and so like I tell parents, you know, regardless of the type of birth you want to have, if you want an epidural, cool, I'm going to talk you through it. I'm going to let you know all the things that are going to happen. We're going to talk about like the, the goal sign of like when you know you need it. Um, if you don't want an epidural, we're going to talk about pain management. We're going to mm. practice moves and positions and techniques that include your partner, that cannot include your partner, that include me. Um, and then uh, another like, I guess just like thing that people don't know is or assume is if you have a doula you have to do all of the natural things or all, right. like, no i have a i have a toolbox i'm gonna bring and you know i'm gonna suggest that we do this or that or this or that and if you ain't feeling it we don't do it like it's just that simple like uh and, and so i got th those are like some some real common misconceptions around right. having one in the difference 
um, and just like uh, if, you, if you had a doula and you were doing a home birth, you do get to use this a lot more fluidly than you would in a hospital because yeah. your home is your territory. Right. So if you're, <laughs> you happen to be a parent with multiple children, your midwives are there attending to you. Your doula can distract your children, attend to your right. children, occupy right. them, you know, do whatever else, make them, because sometimes you need that space. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, d- partner might need to switch out, trade out. Doula's there. Doula's Take a break there. before you pass out. <laughs> Take a break before you pass out. Like, doula's there. Doula's got it. And it's, it's just, it's a bunch of different trade offs, uh, for sure. Man, that's dope. Yeah, get a doula, <laughs> everybody. Doula. Get a doula. Oh, I wanted to talk about home births. Yes, let's, let's get into it. We don't talk about them, and I'm learning, I'm learning so much about them. Just being granted access, I use that word all the time. Like it's a privilege for people to allow me into that sacred space, and I, I truly like. I don't take it for granted. I'm, I I thank all of my parents above and beyond. I think every email they get from me, I say thank you in that jump because mm-hmm. like I am truly grateful. But so like there's just there's levels to home birth. Mm-hmm. So we talk about getting blue. We say have your baby at home, but what does that really mean? Because nice. when I think home birth i thought pool i thought water. yeah okay yeah that's what i'm thinking too like yeah no, i'll be in the bathtub <laughs> so and, and so okay you can have a home birth in water in a pool like an inflatable pool it could mm-hmm. be in a bathtub like mm-hmm. i didn't like i was like whoa okay like i don't have to buy a pool like, i could use my bathtub might not be the same amount of space as that pool but it's it's possible right you could do home birth bed birth like literally on your freaking bed and everybody i tell that to they're like nah i ain't getting my bed nasty like what's me <laughs> i'm like y'all it's levels to it like right. th- there are mattress pads and sheets down that would just like protect your bed look watch what i'm telling you this imagery okay so your bed is bare mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. get a mattress pad put it on your bed it's some sheets that you love like your best sheets they make you feel good when you get in the bed and you just want to fall in that junk make your bed put another mattress pad on top of those sheets get some sheets you could give three shits and a fuck about (laughs) put them on the bed that's where your woman is gonna burn okay when she's done and we've messed up these sheets you pick up the mattress pad and Mm. throw everything the fuck away and your bed is already made up under it with your nice sheets and you That's just a win. you just slide in it That's a win. Like another uncommon place that people don't know about uh with with uh home births, the toilet. The mm. toilet. When you sit on the toilet, what's your goal? To get something out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your body remembers that and it uses that to its advantage during pregnancy. The hmm. goal of so the thing that makes delivery difficult for women when the baby is trying to exit depending on your position and in a hospital traditionally you're on your back you're you fighting be- gravity yeah and your pelvis is doing this it's not opening and mm. like like being as as agile as we need it to be and so we need right. to create more room and so when you're on the toilet it's literally about to just like widen in a way that you need for the baby to get out on down and baby pressure on you it's just like literally sitting on the toilet. Hmm. It, so it's just, just so many levels to it. I, I tell people, you know, if you've never watched a home birth, watch one. If you've never okay. watched a birth, watch a birth. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I send a birth to all my clients before they go have one if they first got parents. <laughs> you need to see it. And it's not for fear. That's another thing I wanted to address if you didn't get to it. Like, I'm not liking, as I'm getting into birth work, the amount of like, 
fear campaigning that's happening. Like, I'm a firm believer in your attitude impacts what you experience. Yes. And, you know, the energy that you put out there truly transfers to you and others, connected to you. And if you're going into birth fearful, if you're going into birth scared, if you're going into birth wondering if you're coming out alive, you're transmitting all of that stress, all of that hydrocortisone to your baby. Yeah. Yeah. Forget yourself, giving that to your baby. Right. And so it's just like, no, like I tell all my parents, like, get you a doula because you want to experience pregnancy in a fun way. Not because you're scared of dying, because you ain't going to die, sis. It's not an option. You're not going to die. You're already doing that. Not on my watch. <laughs> but, like, but I tell them, like, even if you don't choose me, you're doing the work to yes. educate yourself. And that's right. the key difference. That's the key difference. There are so many of us that just trust it and go with it. I had right. a with my first pregnancy, and I still just trust it. Whatever my doctor said at the appointment. If he said I needed to do it, I did it because he went to medical school. I, I was never like, but why? Is there an alternative mm-hmm. to that? Like, right. do, do something different? Because just right. because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Right. Or that is right for me. That is right for me. And so I just, you know, I, I, I tell people, like, I, I don't want people to think that, like, birth is this scary thing. One of the things I do as a doula and other doulas, they do this, like, major benefit is we help you disassociate or unlearn the things that you thought you knew about birth. Okay. Typical person you're going to speak to is, like, it hurt, it's pain, yeah. it's yeah. nasty, it's <laughs> And, I, and doulas aren't telling you that it's this magical, beautiful flower, rose garden thing. Right. But we are saying it's going to hurt, but it ain't the worst thing you've ever experienced. It's not suffering. Okay. Right, it's, right, right. That's okay. It's suffering. It is pain. Who can't handle pain? Yeah. Who can handle pain? And right. just like that growth mindset around pain mm-hmm. and like how I manage pain and how I'm going to feel the pain but not become the pain because I, mm. folks like I tore from my top to my ass you might <laughs> you might <laughs> I will be real about it you right. and you shouldn't if you're stretching before mm-hmm. you're um eating the right things because there are certain things that you can eat that allow your tissues to be more stretchy oh really Mm-hmm. There are certain things you can eat that allow your tissues to be firm and to snap back. Like, folks be talking about the snap back. If you right. got stuff with collagen in it, you ain't snapping nowhere, sis. Ain't no snap back. <laughs> there. <laughs> so, like, we bring that knowledge into the experience mm-hmm. to help you unlearn some of the things that you thought. I, I love it when people need breastfeeding help and they're just like, it's going to hurt. I'm like, no, breastfeeding. That's what I want to talk about, too, breastfeeding. Like, it's not painful. You must mm-hmm. feel a little tug, though, because somebody was literally at your nipple. And right. then I feel like, get your hand and, like, pull your nipple. Was that painful? That's what your baby's going to be doing if we latch your baby right. Mm. And then that key word, like, latch your baby That's, right. Ooh, yeah. what that looks like. And right. I invested the curiosity in them to tell us where we need to go. Right. Damn, I drank my whole beer that quick. Man, you ain't even share. <laughs> Man, so yeah, so uh, are you are you pro um, breastfeeding, natural, natural, natural feeding? Over I am, which, which? Like I feel like breast is best, mm-hmm. and a fed baby is a, is the best baby. Like I got to like a fed baby is the best baby. You know, uh, I just recently and I've, I've watched it like three times. Now I need to watch it again. I was just 
like blessed uh, and, and donated through Birth Strides to watch the Chocolate Milk documentary. Uh, it's a docu-series that's re-releasing this week, I believe, during because next week is Black Breastfeeding Week. Okay. Uh, this entire month has been National Breastfeeding. Oh man, this is perfect timing. <laughs> perfect timing. Yes, this whole month is. I didn't even know that. Uh, National Breastfeeding Month, but the last week of August is also as always National uh, Worldwide Breastfeeding, well, Black Breastfeeding Week. Okay. And uh, the docu series Chocolate Milk, is, I love that title. It's going to be released, but I got to watch it. And the lactation expert, I can't remember her la her full name, Letitia Boyd or Lydia Boyd, but I remember her statement saying she wants her clients to understand that they have the right to breastfeed they have the ability to breastfeed and it's a gift to breastfeed mm. and that just like that it it, 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 sent, it sent like tingles through me because i'm just like it is a right every person mm -hmm. that wants to try should be able to try yeah. and like the space should be created for that to happen and everybody's like oh i mean like titties come with you it's always there and no like if someone has a can of formula ready ready like ready <laughs> if you <laughs> your OBGYN appointment and they leave you you leave with that little black bag that got the formula samples someone's already telling you in your subconscious you won't be able to nourish your child so here's this other thing yeah that energy ain't what you need you right. know and so like I like everyone should have the right so we should there all hospitals should be baby friendly what what that means is they're not going to push formula on you they're right. not going to push pacifiers on you but they do but, but so if, you, if you're at a baby friendly hospital they can't right so right, that, right that just happened uh early 2000s i want to say okay. where hospitals can and so that's another thing choose like, like look into where you're delivering Facts. ask questions on your tour ask them are you a baby friendly hospital because okay. that's an actual term like that means something and if they are a baby friendly hospital you won't get formula. You won't get the pacifier. You, the, you, your baby is going to be weighed in the room with you. They're not going to take your baby away. You, you're going to get skin to skin. Like, they're going to do all the things. That's but dope. every hospital isn't a baby-friendly hospital. Okay. And okay. So, that's, I, I, that's a level. I still say home, but then, yes. like, getting the baby-friendly. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. And there are birthing centers. Like, so okay. Memphis, we're about to get our the first birthing center in our city, Choices. That's where, like, and... Like this, this makes me even more excited. And they take ten care. They take the state insurance. That like that's one dope. thing that stops a lot of people that's from major. life is insurance. Right. They don't typically take the state insurance and certain OBGYNs. Like they don't take Medicaid, right. but this does. And you can birth at your house on state insurance. You can birth at the center on state insurance, or you can go to the hospital on state insurance. Like they got all three of them for you. That's major. And you're gonna have a midwife at either one. You're gonna have a midwife at your house. You're gonna have a midwife at the birth center, or you're gonna have a midwife at the hospital. And like it, it, it just. It's, it's there, you know, so p do your research on where you're delivering and, yes. and what you do. Yes. Um, I was on a, I was on a roll with something I was talking about. What was I talking about? I guess so thing, home or the levels. We're talking about breastfeeding though. Oh that yes, was before that. How mm -hmm. it started and I don't know how I got into birthing spaces or places but I'm happy we talked about the different spaces or places you can birth so you can birth at a hospital you can right. birth at a birthing center or you can birth at your home and technically there's that gray area you can birth wherever your baby comes out but let's <laughs> hope that we're prepared Yo. enough to make that happen <laughs> I've seen I don't I think yeah I'm mean, pretty sure it's real but um somebody somebody delivered a baby an Uber driver helped deliver a baby <laughs> yes, I was like oh shit 
But no, he was a G with it though. You got it, mommy. You got it. It was in New York. <laughs> you got it, mommy. I was like, you got it, mommy. Spread the leg. Spread the leg. Slow down, poppy. You just gotta put your hand in there. Go ahead. I was like, yo, like you work now. Oh, you good now? Like you can tell that man has been around. But yo, facts, facts. I'm not worried about he like. People be like, oh, it's so messy, man. You can clean that shit up. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the man was like, you know, I, just, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, I seen, I was like, yo, that's funny. But that's real, yeah, I guess you can have it anywhere. You can't you can have it anywhere. So we prepared and we not have right. it. Right, I right, right, right. I my second baby in the car. I did. Okay. I was I was playing, playing. So <laughs> I was in labor that entire day and I knew my body. Sheesh. But I didn't know that I was in labor. Like, and it's my second kid. I had a doula. I understand birth, but I didn't know I was in labor. I had been one centimeter for about two weeks. And I was just sure that it wasn't it. We went to my daughter's cheerleading game that day. We went somewhere else shopping. It wasn't until seven o'clock. You didn't even know. I didn't even know it was seven o'clock at night. We was at Red Lobster. And I, I could not eat my lobster pizza. And I love that pizza. I couldn't even take a bite. I mean, just looking at it made me go. Ooh. And I was like, I think I'm in label. Hmm. And then 30 minutes later, we get to the house and I'm like, I'm having contractions. And I thought about it and I was like, I was having contractions all day. Like, I've been feeling yeah. it. I conditioned myself to it. Because I was mm. like, that's the hicks or whatever. Right, right, right. And I look at my husband, I'm like, baby, I think I'm in labor. <laughs> so we had had a pregnancy scare before, there were a labor scare before this, I think I was six months. I got rushed to the hospital at work and everything. Got an $800 bill because I was nowhere near in labor. So he had cracked a joke and he said, when we go to the hospital the next time, I'm going to see a head. That <laughs> <laughs> nigga, he almost saw a head. Like, right. <laughs> he called the doctor and he was like, she feeling this and duh, duh, duh. Can, the doctor was like, can she talk? And he was like, she can't. Nope, she can't. Like in the instance of the doctor saying like, can she talk? And I was like, Nope. And I couldn't. Thankfully, we live around the corner. The hospital was five minutes away. But the nurses told us, the doctors told us everything. Like, if we had waited five more minutes, I would have had that baby in a car. Like, my baby was crowning in the wheelchair when they were wheeling me in, no. Jamal. And I'm telling them, though, I'm like, I'm, he's coming. And they're like, oh, no, it's just pregnant. I'm like, no, he, like, it's coming. He here. They kept telling me, no, no. I'm like, I literally had to scream, like, I'm in labor. And the woman looked, and she was like, that's a head. She's oh, actually shit. in labor. So they trying to wheel me back to the room. The room is not ready at all because we just right. showed up. The doctor ain't in the room. Nobody got nothing. The doctor's trying to put the gown on. My husband trying to park the car. As he walked in, they were like, okay, it's time to push. My son was out in two minutes. Damn. Because I, I did all the work. It was right, done. Right, right. <laughs> it was done. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that second baby come out fast, huh? Second baby came out fast. I ain't have a choice for an epidural if I wanted one. Right. I, I, I got, I barely got the gown on you, man. Like I had a baby. Jeez. Yeah, you need a doula. <laughs> you need a doula, but I felt comfortable navigating that to the level that I did because of the experiences that my doula. Shout out to Jennifer. She's actually on the way to be a midwife right now. My doula is in school to be a midwife. That's dope. Um, like because of Jennifer, like she just she left some nuggets with me for sure. That's dope. So okay, okay. I think we what got the bases covered. What haven't we talked about? I feel like there's something. Hmm. Talked about what a doula talked about, uh, breastfeeding, different options for home. Um, I guess so postpartum. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, a lot of people think that a doula is only for your birth, but mm-hmm. another major benefit of a doula is that fourth trimester. So the fourth trimester is the nine weeks after, oh, man, so don't do that, <laughs> after you had your baby. Uh, he literally just presses the snooze button on my lawn to make the Spanish station come out. <laughs> 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 and uh, is having a postpartum doula. Uh, so the postpartum period is a year after birth. Okay. Um, year after birth. And you can have a postpartum doula for the first couple of weeks. You can have it for a couple of months. You can have it up until that year because I swear I just unplugged it. Man, he found a way. <laughs> I guess I didn't pull it out the wall. Hold on. <laughs> Like, I'm like, I swear I just pulled this jut out the wall. I'm like, still cut it off. that joint back in. <laughs> Stay up here. Um, but, yes, yeah, so you can you can have your postpartum doula whenever you need. And so some things that a postpartum doula or some things that happen in a postpartum phase with a doula is we immediately there after you've had your baby in your home, so in your space, and we help you get acclimated to baby in your space. So I, I know based on, like, seeing a, a parent's living room, if they're going to be comfortable nursing in there. If I don't see no diapers, if I don't see no wipes, if I don't see a bottle, if I don't see a swing, that's not going to be a space or a place for you because you're going to need some baby stuff out there. You might not want to move all the way back to your bedroom or go all the way upstairs. Right. And so, like, helping parents, like, navigate setting up their space. Like, hey, we might need one of these in every room because I know that you're going to be tired and you're going to be less likely to do the things if right. they're unreachable or, you know, so far out of reach. So help parents set up their space. Um, if they're doing overnight shifts with me, that's very beneficial the first couple of nights because you're sleep deprived. You've already done all of this work and Man. I'm there. I've rested. Zombie land. <laughs> like I'm there. I've rested during the day. I do overnight shifts from 9 p.m. to 5 in the morning. Um, and so like I'd literally be at a client's house like through that nighttime part for them to get some rest or some sleep mm-hmm. um, make like normalizing taking showers during the first couple of days and eating like whole and healthy meals I, right before I jumped on this call with you I just left the hospital taking meals up to one of my clients like I took a postpartum smoothie because she just had her son I took uh, oatmeal with goji berries homemade oh. oatmeal with goji berries um, I took uh, fresh peaches and just like the things that I know she likes mm-hmm. and that it's readily accessible for her. Um, and they're so. promoting like healing in her body. Um, I, we do, I, or not we, because all postpartum doulas don't, but as a postpartum doula, I do belly binding. I okay. do vagina steaming. Um, we are unpacking birth and the birth experience and the journey every, pregn- uh, every pregnancy, every visit. Um, I My goal is to see and assess a feeding session every shift. So I want to see your baby latch. I want to see your baby eat. I want to see your baby finish. And then I want to talk about it. Um, because th- like those are the stages. Your baby mm-hmm. needs to latch, your baby needs to eat, and your baby needs to finish. And a lot of people think because the baby pulled back they're done mm-hmm. and I can help parents understand that no they need a break let them take a break but if mm-hmm. they go back for it let them go back for it uh postpartum doulas or my favorite thing about being a postpartum doula is I'm breaking helping parents unlearn this um empty it, it, I'm trying to think of the term so we as as humans we believe that our babies should be able to be left like we should have them we should feed them. They should sleep and go, and we could do our thing. 
new babies, that's not it. And so I'm helping no. parents unlearn that. Like we are a species that are an animal because different mammals do different things like our babies need to constantly connect to us they need to constantly feed on us they need to like all the time your baby if like if you have the proper gear your baby should be in the room with you because that energy is needed to transfer this person was just inside of you for nine months 40 right. weeks is a long time and you just want to put them in this dark room on the other side of the hallway by the, like no that's that doesn't transfer safety and security right. like get the right type of co-sleeper have your baby there so you can actually get some rest and your baby can learn to rest comfortably on their own too and i help parents understand that or um in those first couple of days like your baby's on your titty every five minutes Everybody, and they should be. And I normalize that for moms. Like, yes, your baby wants to suck on you and you should want to be sucked on. <laughs> you should want to be sucked on. Like, I would be scared if my baby didn't want this great stuff that's coming out. Like, you only want it every two, but we think schedules. Right. Maybe on the schedule, get your, not your newborns. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Feed on demand. Yeah. attachment feeding I, I help parents navigate baby wearing they're like i can't do anything he always need to be held she always because she should mm -hmm. like babies come out cold when when we have babies we like our body temperature is up and down but for the most part the woman is hot yeah. so yeah. your baby should be on you wrap your baby wear your baby like skin to skin it encourages mm -hmm. milk production that's the number one thing you can do to make your milk like produce touch your baby <laughs> literally skin to skin um and so like i help parents understand that it's okay um and how to do it i in one of my postpartum trips it was so fun i talked you know talk, walked with mom on how to wear a baby she wore the baby and she's like but how am i supposed to cook with this i'm like i'm here like, let's cook a meal and so she's like huh i'm like let's do a, a walkthrough like let's do it where, where are you getting your dishes from down there bend down and she's like what i'm like you're wearing the baby i'm here to help you bend down she bent down, she's like, oh, she didn't fall, okay? Where's something else at? It's up high, reach high. Did the baby fall? Like, she just needed to feel it. Right. Affirming, like, I can move and reach. And man, next week she was working out wearing the baby. Like, get it. moving and get you it. get comfortable. And so like, you're just like introducing the things that they, the, one of my clients that had that, the eighth kid, that was her first baby that she wore. Oh, wow. Eight kids. First attempt at a home birth and first baby she wore. And I get pictures every other week from her. Like, this is the best thing you could have ever, like, taught me. Like, and I, I went and bought a wrap for her. I was like, I want you to try it. I'm going to buy a wrap for you. I just want to teach you. She went and bought other wraps. She was like, uh, I want to try another one. I want to try another one. That's the energy I want to spread. And she has right. her daughter wearing the baby. Her husband's wearing the baby. Her 17-year-old son is wearing the baby. What do you think that's going to do for his woman, his Man. family? Right. This shit's normalized. Right. She had her 17-year-old son in her home birth, counting her breathing, like, mama, relax your shoulders. That's dope. Like, mama, breathe. Like, she wasn't worried about him seeing her vagina, her right. titties, her nothing. <clears throat> she, she, all her kids were in the room. Every kid had a part. And her 18-year-old daughter got to catch, like, like, literally, like, sit down there and, like, try to catch the baby. Just, like, that experience in and of it. So, it, it I watched that. village. Man, about a village, like the midwives were sitting there so comfortable. And they just let let everything happen. It was it was it was such a magical thing to be a part of. And and right. that birth didn't end with the baby being delivered at home. She did have to transfer it to the hospital, okay. but it didn't take away from like everything they got to experience. You know, because right. they had never gotten to. 
so it was just it was it was it was cool and so like the we we unpacked that um and all all that happens uh and then people can like I said, they can have as many shifts as they want. They can have as few shifts as they want. They typically, for postpartum shifts, they happen in your house. But mm-hmm, like, right. they're like out, out the wall, like out of the box things I do, I'll go to your first doctor's appointment with you on a shift. Like if you're a single parent, it's a thing. Traveling in a yeah. car with your baby by yourself. That baby's like, facing yeah. backwards. Car seat, all car that. Yeah. Navigating it, moving <laughs> diaper bags. And you just yeah. you support in all the ways you didn't even think you did. And that's what I do. I, I'm... I'm my last client. I uh, was at her house and I noticed they had taken everything out of the box, but all of the little registration cards were still in the box. I know her name, her number, her address, her email. It was nothing for me to fill them in for her and put them in the mail. So all her products are registered. So when something breaks down, they're under the manufacturer's warranty. Ship that thing back to them. Right. The baby stuff typically does. Ship that thing back to them and tell them you want the new. And so yeah, just, I come up with the different things that families need as I fill them out through the postpartum phase. And then too, like I'm every time I'm checking to see like are we at risk for postpartum depression? And I know that through different questions that I'm asking you or noticing how you interact with your baby. That's, that's, I, that that postpartum alone, I think, even if yeah, that that's major because you okay, you can have like the baby, but like you don't even think about all those other things. Like, because yeah, definitely, but I would say it took me almost to the third to really like get comfortable with those things that are needed afterwards after you after you when you're home with your child. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother thing that you man. Yes, yes, that's that's. I, I love that. I do meals. Like I'll meal prep for you. I bring recipes. I suggest recipes. That's if major. you don't want that, I put it on your radar to like get your support system to set up a meal train for you. Like you should have somebody bringing you food every day for the first forty days. Right. Like, I encourage people to lay in the bed, lay with your baby. Recover. They recover, like rest and recover. I tell moms, if you can, if you can just give me 10 days, just 10 uninterrupted days, don't get out your bed unless you have to pee or take a shower or eat. And honestly, if somebody can bring your food to you, don't yeah, get yeah. out of bed to eat. If you can do it in the bed, do it in the bed. That rejuvenation alone, it just, it, it sets the boundary for you saying like, I, I just did a lot of work. I deserve this rest. Hell and yeah. then, like, it, it, people around you have, like, you're, you're conditioning them on how to treat you. So, right, like, right. she's resting. She should be resting. What else can we do for her? And we talk about that in our sessions. Like, I asked partner, like, you know, my recommendation for her is going to be to not blank, blank, and blank. What do you plan on picking up? And right. it's like, damn, you know, I didn't think about that. Tell them, like, what, who does the grocery shopping? Typically, it's the mom, okay? If you can't pick it up, are we about to click list? What does that look like? How are you going to let him know what it is you need? Because yeah. if it's not something he normally does, he might not be great at it. He might be hesitant to do it. How do we create the space for him to pick it up in a way that is equitable for him so that he not coming back frustrated and mad because he's going <laughs> up 30 hours? Like, you know, like, have yourself click list and he can, you know, go get it. And so we just, we talk about that. We, na- we navigate that um, for sure. That's yeah, that's major. I think that service, yeah, you definitely if you didn't if they didn't get a doula before for for pre or during like afterwards. Man, yes. My favorite postpartum clients are um, I call them new again parents, like the mm-hmm. ones that are having that other baby, and they're like, I don't remember none of this. They're right. the, they the most prone to get my postpartum services. They're like, Where were you the first time? Yep, yep. Let, let me get that package. Like, let yeah. me do that. <laughs> that's real. That's real. Cause you don't even like. You think that hard part, like that, that is tough. And like I said, I, I, I'm not a woman, I don't know. So, but I'm sure like 
but once you do that, you give you give birth and it's like, ooh, I can wrestle. It's like, damn, like you still got, like you said, all the little details and things you're not even thinking about. Is my is it set up? Can I, man, yeah, yeah. I do laundry. Oh, <laughs> like man. I do baby clothes. Man. Man, it's all baby related stuff. Like I ain't doing right. everything. Right, 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 right. I ain't touching your husband, dirty job. Your- <laughs> <laughs> you got a basket of baby clothes for me. I'm right, right. Washer, right. You know, I'm gonna dry them and I'm gonna fold them and I'm gonna put them up for you. Man. I will wash your bottles and I will dry them and I'll sterilize them and put them up for you. That's major. How how can people find you? How can people get in touch with you? How people can? Uh, I guess you were just Memphis. You ain't you ain't a travel doula yet. I'm a speaker no, for you. That, I, that might happen. Guys, you tell fam. I got oh. clients in Arizona. Oh. I got clients in Chattanooga. I got clients in Florida. You Hell yeah. Oh, how can people find you then? Say less. Nashville. Got a client in Nashville. So people can find me. I'm at What the Doula, what T H E, Doula, D O U L A, on all social media. Uh, and then my website is whatthedoula.com. And even if you're not interested in like booking me as a doula or you like anything you heard, like subscribe to my blog and, you know, just check it out. I put a lot of engaging posts there for the parent, for the partner, for the aspiring doula. Um, and I'd say for anybody interested in being a doula, if you don't know where to start, connect with me. I love having that conversation with people. I was so fortunate to be like to be able to have a, a, just like an organic conversation like that with a well-known doula here in Memphis. And she gave me all the keys. And I'm so happy that sis didn't hold it back because it would have hindered me or made me think it was harder. And I want to do the same thing um, for others. But yeah, like hit, hit me up. What the doula on all on all what the, the doula. things. Get it. I'm definitely gonna post it. Yeah, yeah, Yay. for sure plug you man it's major thank you thank you thank you i enjoyed this so much tomorrow yeah <laughs> beauty gang you fam oh always always <laughs> always and we better stay connected absolutely absolutely I'm did a, you have any final anything you good i think i'm good covered i just want to get information out there for people uh to get yeah definitely how do you think men are gonna take this like what do you think men are gonna walk away from this thinking or saying that's a good thing let me plug it in case it's not clear like yo you should you, a duel is not just beneficial for the birthing parent i think as a man like i would i would have felt better talking to somebody like how can i support my you know wife at the time how can what are things that i need to be thinking about so i think that uh just the support um and being able to i think having a duel is, since you're comfortable with that person like you can be vulnerable you can say yo like i'm a little nervous about this um, and, and just get that out, be a, a space to to be vulnerable. So I think men should be like, okay, yes, this is not just for her, you know, this is for me as well. I think men should definitely be a part of that. Uh, so yeah, listen, you'll get some tips. Because yeah. that's my goal. Every time I talk about what it is I do, I want everyone to understand that, yes, the birthing parent is doing most of the work, but all of our energy support contributes to what that experience looks like right. for good and a bad. Yeah, I think had we had a doula, I would have been, you know, more well prepared. One through, yeah, for all of them, I think just being more prepared of like how I can best support. Because I, that, with JJ, like I, I don't think I was any help at all. I, I was just there. <laughs> <laughs> said, Good job. Gonna... You want to eat now? I, I get just, I we order some food. That's the, I, I don't know what else I could have did before. Like I was just like, come on, you could do it. You could do it. Press and then it, like, push, you right, got put, it. Yes. Yeah, so the doctor says something, I say it back. Like, you got a man hold her hand and she won't be like, but I, I wasn't, it wasn't anything extra I could provide. Like, I, I just felt, I felt useless. So I think having a doula, I wouldn't feel useless in that moment. Like, I would feel like, okay, like, I'm I'm, I'm supporting, like, I, yeah, I'm talking about women. Like, man, I, I felt useless at this. I was like, 
I don't know what else I can do. That's what's up. I'm, yeah. that, thank you. That was affirmation for me. So thank you, friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, something else I was about to say. I think that was, uh, what was it? I'm going to think of it later. Wow. JJ, you talked about <laughs> you mentioned having a role and knowing what to do. I don't even know. <laughs> but that's dope though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So man, definitely like you, you definitely want to be a part of it. Don't just give it to like oh the duelist for the, the birthing parent. Like nah, it's, it's Ooh, for you too. I got one more thing. It just you just made it pop out. So another thing I took from the chocolate milk documentary was so dope about like the space for the man and like or the partner and their support. So the lactation expert, she was saying, you know, when I'm talking to a lot of my fathers and I'm, I'm asking them, you know, like, wh why are you having kids? Most of them will tell you, especially a black man, like, I, I want to leave my legacy behind. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, my question to them is like, but what type of legacy are you leaving? You know, and, and the, she lended or like went down the rabbit hole of like, you know, if you're helping or supporting the birthing parent with breastfeeding, you're leaving a legacy with um, a stronger hand eye coordination, higher IQ score, stronger bones, yeah. uh, uh, um, uh, a stronger immune system. You're reducing their risk for certain cancers and diseases. And it was just like, are, are you just leaving legacies behind and just whatever yeah. type of legacy? And it was just like, she shifted it to the importance of the man. Like, this is your legacy. This, this may or may not be your namesake. And just talked about, you know, the impacts of the things that we're doing in our pregnancies like that that stuff like it literally it transfers to our children in the trajectories of their lives and so at minimum if you're not researching your options what are you actually doing yeah and yeah. is that enough for your situation because we should be able to trust our care provider but we need to come to the table with something like we need right. to come to the table with something you can't know you're being mistreated if you don't even know that there's right. another way for you to experience it so people all the time like they don't have to check you they need your permission to check you mm. you know you you can't just take my baby you need my permission to take my baby and just like elevating folk that like this is your baby your legacy your responsibility I just I, I wanted to make sure I said that on here too like think about anybody choosing to go into parenthood or support someone in parenthood like what all of the choices and decisions that you're making how will they play forward right you know like me choosing to breastfeed my daughter may or may not impact her choosing to breastfeed her children right. it, it, it will impact her genetic like her her, her makeup right. her immune system at minimum which empowers her womb yes. to grow her baby like yes. what my mother experienced impacted my womb and what yeah. her mother experienced Experience impacted her womb, and that stuff is generational. We don't yeah. want to continue to pass down the trauma. We right. want to pass down the things that need to stick, because that's what's mm -hmm. gonna make us a, a, a people that long live, yes. <laughs> you know, and not just being a traumatic people. So I wanted to put that out there. Like, think about what you're Maybe. leaving behind when you're not exploring your options. At minimum, ask a question, and that question can be why, why, why should I do that? Why should I go there? Why shouldn't I do that? Why should we choose yours as our provider? Why should we just why? Just why? Just why everything? Be curious as hell. That's real. Yeah, I think that trust, I think we're, we're too trusting on the, on like, I, yes, you're supposed to be, but I think just, it is what it is. Like, I think, especially for us as black people, like, nah, like, I ain't trusting nothing. <laughs> like, I'm gonna ask questions. Nah, if it, if it ain't in my village, like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm asking every And question. removing the negative connotation behind questioning. 
I right. feel like the people, you know, I don't know about you, but my you. mama was like, you can't ask me why. You can't ask me. And so it, it conditioned me to not be, you, to, to think it was wrong or me stepping on people's toes. And it's like, no, I, you should be able to meet someone with a question. Right. And it be answered without there being this negative connotation. I'm not saying you're less than, I'm not saying you're more. I'm just asking a question. I'm right. having a conversation and just like normalizing being curious. If more people ask questions, more people would be prepared with the answer. Right. <laughs> Nikki ain't just gonna be able to write me off if right. every black person you're seeing is coming in and saying, you know, why am I not getting this done today? What can I do to get this done? So what's happening at my next appointment? You're gonna have to be on your toes to be able to tell these folks what's up. Cause yeah. they asking you the things. Yeah, put the pressure back on them too. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's real. I got deep at the end, my bad. Yeah, yeah no, nah, that's, man, that's real. Yeah, yo, I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Stay on for a second. I'm, uh... This concludes my conversation with Kayla. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure that you hit her up, whether you are expecting your first, your third, or your fifth child. Be sure to secure a doula. Make sure that you hit her up. I'll be dropping her link as well as, well as some of the other references to find uh, doulas and midwives across the country. But definitely want to lock in the homie Kayla, man. She's real. She's a great person. Um, she's going to do you right. So definitely want to hit her up and lock her in if you are expecting uh, parent or um, not birthday period. Definitely want to hit her up and secure her services. At, all, at the minimum, we'll get a free consultation for sure. So hit her up. Um, yeah. And so as always, until next time, stay black, stay blessed, forever for it. I love you. Peace. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Gotta say it louder. Louder. No, not say louder. <laughs> say that to rap louder. That's a wrap. Boom. Was it that hard, Asa?